the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. So much to talk about. Markets phone shift to wanting the stimulus bill to what exactly is in that stimulus bill, stimulus bill, dropping the L from stimulus to stimulus. It's a choppy day on wall street, a little higher, a little lower, a little higher. Where do we go from here? Nobody knows, but we have started setting up everything that we're going to need. Maybe a little more, maybe a little less, but the white house and Senate leaders reached an agreement on $2 trillion stimulus bill. As the market opened today, again, it's been choppy. So it wasn't all that we wanted in a bucket of chicken. Still waiting for said bucket of chicken. But then again, we're also not crashing down, saying, ah, we were kind of disappointed. Where's your bazooka? (laughs) Is that a bazooka in your... No. Yeah, it was a bazooka. $2 trillion is a lot of money. Um, Oil ticked down slightly. Uh Uh-oh. In theory, when you stimulate, you push the price of oil higher. 10-year treasury was kind of flat. I want to see the 10-year treasury move back to 1516171819192 over the year. Boeing stock up 15, 20%. Shares of Delta, American United up 5%, 6%, 5%. Target, the famous French retailer also known as Target in America, sales off 8.5%. So they withdrew their forecast. Not enough companies have done this in the United States yet. I can tell you from the businesses that I'm tied to, I have no visibility. I can see how much cash flow I have. I can see a lot of important issues, but I can't say, hmm, how am I going to end in bonuses? How am I going to end in commissions? How am I going to end in sales? Same thing with all of corporate America. It should be. Cases exploded last night in Louisiana, and I bring that up in large part because I think there's some denial from some of my friends and family that this is a San Francisco, L.A., New York City, Chicago kind of mess. I don't think, I don't know, I'm not going to say anything about, bad about Louisiana. I'm from Louisiana. You, I'm going to go talk to my mom, my mom, my mom. I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to beat you up. So Nike shares up 9%. They reported earnings last night, and they said we are beginning to see a recovery in China. We have something we can model this off of now. Nike didn't say, oh, the COVID virus hit China hard and uh, their feet fell off and now we don't know what we're going to sell anymore. They said they're seeing business come back. They're not saying people came into the stores and vomited everywhere. The coronavirus, they got blood coming out of their eyes. They said sales are coming back. How much? How fast? Not enough for us to like, to love, but it's good. It's a check mark. Facebook down after they said increased engagement, yet ad revenue slipping. 
I don't need to run an advertiser. I'm going to big deal be a big show. I'm going to be at a uh, the Fillmore. I'm going to be at the Fillmore this Friday. Buy tickets online. I don't need to promote that on Facebook, but I could see like more people are online looking at each other's sick dogs and like two dogs have COVID and like, oh no, not the dogs of the world. <laughs> now we're now we're upset because who doesn't like a puppy? And now this is starting to look like a military conspiracy theory. Get puppies sick. Introduce them to people. Death. Um, so Facebook has pulled their guidance. Twitter has as well. So even though we're starting to get some of the, the pieces for the recovery in place, we're, we have to get through the, the, the recession. The headlines are going to be ugly. I will print T-shirts. I survived the 2019-2020 coronavirus-inspired recession, where we basically put ourselves in a sleep hold. We got the Hulkster putting the economy in a sleep hold because we're told to stay in place, not spend money. I would spend money. I was kind of looking forward to getting off the continental shelf, so to speak, during spring break, coming up next week with Easter right around the corner. But now I'm like, eh... I think I'll stay close. Yeah, I'll stay close. I've been told not to get on a plane. I've been told not to unless I have to. I kind of have to. I don't have to. So our, our economy is being put to a slumber hold. Now, what's interesting about this is how many people are now moaning and groaning about staying at home with their children. Kind of love it. It's not drinking by yourself if your children are at home. Um, trying to stay in a routine is super important for the kids. super important for me, right? I'm all about routines. I get up at during time of crisis, four in the morning, because the first time I wake up to urinate in the middle of the night, my mind goes, I wonder what's happening in the market, and I can't stop. And I saying, what are you doing urinating at four in the morning? Don't have an answer for you. It's just my body knows that's the time to do it. So being a working parent right now in quarantine and stuff, and we're hearing more and more stories about it, I'll be interested to see the positives, because I, I know the negatives. Some parents have jobs that require them to leave the house. I've got a friend, and this probably is my first direct tie to COVID. Um, i got a friend who's pretty sick right now and working from home. And he has been diagnosed. He's a relatively healthy man, but he's not feeling well. So he's in kind of self-quarantine, and his wife and children are in another room. Some parents have jobs that require them to leave the house, and not, eh, not the easiest, right? It's hard to feel terribly inadequate right now because all we're being told is like stay at home. There's this mythos of the modern workaholic work culture. If I got to go to work, take my lunch pail, punch in at nine, punch out at five. Punch cards are for losers. That's what I once told one of the people I was working for. And I got to use a punch card in radio. It's the law, because I'm only working two or three hours a day in radio and a couple hours in TV, like different companies want me to at least acknowledge. But the whole punch card mentality, the modern workaholic culture that we live in the United States is really being challenged here. Work at home. It's not the worst thing in the world. They say Shakespeare wrote King Lear while in quarantine over a plague. There's a plague outbreak and Wild Bill Shakespeare wrote King Lear. What have you done? Fired off a meme? Think you're funny? It's not drinking alone if you're at home with your children. (laughs) Shakespeare would be upset with you. Technology is obviously the answer to the problem, and I think it's great. 
Um, I tried to order another headset because the children, the children, the children, the children, the children, our future. The children are being asked to call their teachers on Skype and uh, Zoom and other platforms. And guess what? The microphone on your computer stinks. So the teachers are saying, can you please get a microphone that's USB for your children and a headset that's noise canceling? And guess who's winning right now? Best Buy. I tried to get a noise canceling headphone yesterday. Two month wait. We need the Chinese to get back to work in their factories, which for the record, they are. So we've gone through all of our supply of headsets. What are we going to do? Schools have turned to video conferencing in mass. I think it's awesome. We're at the beginning of what's going to be a long ride of socially improving productivity and cutting down on the gas that we use. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show, and newfocusfinancial.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. A lot of musicians kind of sound like Halsey now, right? Kind of a trend. Same thing happens on Wall Street. And what I mean by that is, do you remember like the marijuana craze? Kind of come and gone. Bitcoin kind of come and gone as far as like, what's the next investment? And like the mom and pops out there kind of glomming onto it. And when I know, I mean, I say mom and pops, the smaller investor, the retail investor saying, you know, I want that. Be cautious. Like right now, you're probably going to be thinking, I want the big rebound or next year, what's the, or later this year, what's the stock that's going to do well off the Trump administration staying or going? Who's going to benefit the most here? Or who's going to benefit the most there? I don't really play that game. I buy great companies. Um, I own shares of Disney, and I'm not stressed. Do I think Disney will be still be around when I'm a when my kid's a kid, kid, or something like that? But yeah, they have a business that's incredibly vulnerable to two things that happened. China went offline completely in a shutdown, lockdown, and the United States kind of doing that in a passive aggressive kind of way. And theme parks hurt, and movie theaters hurt, and movie production hurt, and TV shows hurt. TV show production hurts. But thankfully, they've got Disney Plus, and they have ABC, but they also have ESPN. Man, Disney got it hit hard, huh? I can't bring myself to watch ESPN anymore. I can't stand to watch all the seniors who lost their season in sports, whether it be high school or college. ESPN's struggling for compelling content. Oh, and here's the uh, lacrosse team from uh, Central Louisiana who didn't get to play their last game. Let's take a look at the seniors. I'm like, not invested in this. Sorry. I get it's a compelling human nature story, but no. $2 trillion stimulus package has come. And notice I don't even talk about it now. Yesterday, it's like, when's the stimulus package? Day before, when's the stimulus package? When's the stimulus package? That's how Wall Street works. It's not what have you done for me lately. It's what are you going to do for me in the future? So the Dow's up 500 points. We're going for two days in a row, showing that it's love. It's not a one-night stand. It's two days. We're willing to give it two days, maybe. Now, again, we're a long way from the close, and a lot of evil things can happen between now and then. The coronavirus hospital bills is one that's, how shall we say, something we haven't talked about. Healthcare costs have never seen a bad year. They seem to go up every year. 
A report from the Kaiser Family Foundation estimated the total cost of the coronavirus treatment in a hospital could top. How much do you think? Keep in mind, keep in mind, a heart attack's about $50,000. And that should cue the Olivia Newton-John heart attack. You're giving me a heart attack. But I don't know. I don't know if I'll get that. But the average cost of the complications in the hospital for people, essentially admission for pneumonia, heart attack's roughly $50,000. $20,292. For less than major complications, about $13,700. Will the insurance industry cover a pandemic? Will the federal government force the insurance companies to cover it, or will the hospital have to eat it? One one uninsured woman treated for coronavirus in the Boston area was slammed with a $34,927 hospital bill. Um, Something's going to happen there. That's, you know, whether you're Cigna or United Healthcare. Although they'll be waiving the cost of coronavirus testing, treatment would be covered in accordance with their health benefit plan. That's a pretty damning number. The numbers are going to get worse through the end of April is at least the assumption on the number of infections and the number of deaths, maybe a little bit earlier than that, depending on how well quarantining goes and how well social distancing goes. It's weird to go to a grocery store right now. I'm not filled with hate. Okay, I'm probably 27% filled with hate, but that's down from 52% in the early 2000s. So I'm at the grocery store yesterday, and I see a a fine-looking woman under 30. She's got her nails done, great clothes. She's wearing a mask and gloves, and I'm like, the mask and gloves are for the healthcare people who are going to save lives. And I I can't say that because there's some sort of don't say that. So instead, what I did was I got really close to her and kind of brushed up against her and breathed heavy just to freak her out. No, I didn't do that, but that's the kind of emotions people are going through right now. You're walking down the street and people walk to the other side of the road. Now, we've all heard that that's a common thing in uh, some communities in the United States, that if a young woman, Caucasian, is walking down the street and she sees an African-American coming down the street, she might veer to the other side of the road, and we don't know what that feels like. It's weird. I don't know if that, that color issue is still there. I just don't get out enough anymore. Um, But I know that was the urban myth years and years ago. So, um, and that's what's happening with people right now. I look at cash and like, no, 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 you keep it (laughs) kind of thing. Like the way we're social distancing is, it's interesting. Um, The rest of the United States are going to be a couple weeks behind San Francisco and New York. And New York exploded big this week. I saw Louisiana cases explode pretty big. And again, you're talking like 20 to 40. But the next thing you know, it's going to be 400. Trump is calling to restart the economy in April. Um, It's being derided as nuts. It's being derided as a political stunt. It's being derided as he's trying to get reelected. I get it. When you're putting your own economy into a self-induced coma, it's pretty tough to come out of uh, or to know that you're going to come out of it. You want to like, let's let's not test this too long. I like what I'm seeing today. Are we at the bottom? No, the news is going to get worse in the economy, the jobs especially, and the COVID virus not done quite with the headlines. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com.
Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. We're making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking to all things financial. Getting ready to speak with Patrick O'Hare from briefing.com. And it's kind of funny because I was like, hey, Patrick's here. And it's a little too formal of me. It should be Mr. O'Hare, but I've known him for such a long time. That's in my head. Patrick O'Hare from briefing.com. Mr. O'Hare, how are you doing with this market? Uh, it's been an interesting month of March. I'm doing well, Mr. Black. Oh, it has definitely been interesting indeed. And uh, I think it's going to continue to be interesting. Okay, let's start there. It's going to continue to be interesting. Yesterday, we had a moonshot bounce back on Wall Street. We tend not to get those kind of moves. Um, Have we put in enough work on the back end? So when we come out of this COVID infection rate growing, have we put enough work in that the Fed's done their job and foreign economies have done their job and the stock market's been beaten up enough? Have we put in enough that this is close to a bottom? Uh, or too, talk, too a, early to tell. Yeah, it is a really hard question to answer, and and I do think it is too early to tell. Um, you know, and I say that only because what you know what you saw yesterday obviously was nice to see for anyone who you know was still in the market. Right, it's a huge move, um, and uh, but but by the same token, you know. In coming weeks and months, you are going to see some really, really bad economic data. And and it's at that point, I think, where the reality is going to hit home just how bad this situation is. And while, uh, you know, the Fed has done a very commendable job of, you know, providing the liquidity to help keep financial markets functioning, to help, you know, maintain the flow of credit through the U.S. economy, um, you know, Congress has been a little bit slower to, um, to to step up. Now, it looks like we're on the doorstep now of an actual stimulus plan uh, that has some, you know, real leverage potential to, uh, to bridge some of the uh, divide we're going to see here between an economy that's falling off a cliff and one that will hopefully come back fairly quickly, um, you know, when we get past this point of, the economy being shut down and uh, the trajectory of the coronavirus caseload continuing to to increase. Um, but you know, again, it's a long-winded way to say to answer your question is like that's when you'll know, um, you know, is it enough and whether we're close to a bottom here? Because you know, I, I think it's you know, while it's it's nice to think that you're going to get this V-shaped recovery in both the stock market and the economy. Um, you know, I'm still inclined to think that that's a bit wishful thinking at the moment, uh, and particularly with respect to the economy. Um, the market can create some of that optimism with these huge, quick-footed rallies, uh, but I, I think you know, as the you know economic data continues to tell people that this is not going to be a a real quick. Uh, recovery effort, then the stock market could ultimately run into some issues that you know prompted to come back and, and retest those lows. So, so I think this advice that you're know, hearing a number of pundits on TV suggests, where you need to be nimble and you know have a high risk tolerance to play in the market right now, I think it's I think it's proper advice because I think you can should continue to expect these wide price swings and a good bit of volatility here. 
uh, for several more weeks at least. And let me give a little bit of color on that is after 9-11, it took about two years for the airlines to get back to full to the capacity that they were at before 9-11. So it's going to take a little while for the economic data to hit but then also the economic data to recover. Uh, but the stock market will recover slightly before that. In theory, I don't want to put too many words in your mouth. Uh, what else are you looking at right now? Because we've got the Olympics canceled. We're, we're kind of checking off some boxes of some of the worst-case scenarios. Um, I don't well, know if there's a question you know, there. Yeah. So I think, you know, there, there seems to be, you know, three parts uh, to a, a, quote, solution, and, and I use that word, you know, somewhat loosely, right? So, you know, the one-third is, is monetary stimulus, right? So we know that, I mean, the Fed is doing a lot to help solve that end of things, right? Uh, the second, you know, part is, is fiscal uh, policy, and it, it seems that we're headed in that right direction to help uh, patch things over, right? And then, but then the third issue, the third part is um, is, is the health factor, right? And there's there's while we're doing our best to try to get that under control, um, I don't think there's any sense of clarity yet that we're at that point, right? And that's the missing component right now that continues to override. Uh, what might otherwise be construed as some very uh, helpful monetary and fiscal stimulus measures. So, you know, and, and that's why you hear governors continue to, you know, yell as loud as they, at the top of their lungs that they need more ventilators. You know, you got to get the health system squared away, I think, before you can really put more stock in this notion that you're going to see the U.S. economy come, uh, come back in a very, you know, robust way. I mean, and as an aside, the economy is going to come back in a robust way, but keep in mind we're going to be coming back off of a much lower base, right? So, um, so that's why you know I, I hesitate to suggest there's going to be a B-shaped economic recovery, um, and also I'm mindful of the fact that it, it took five quarters uh, to uh, recover that lost output from where we were in the fourth quarter of 2007. Um, you know, coming out of the financial crisis. Uh, this, by all accounts, is worse than the financial crisis. Uh, you can see it clearly uh, in the reaction to it, uh, not just in the United States, but around the world. Um, and, uh, and and so, uh, so there's going to be some challenges ahead. There's no doubt about it. I think it'll be a great day, obviously, when we can get the economy reopened uh, and, and people can feel good about going out again and uh, and spending money and feeling better about job security and whatnot, but um, but that's you know that's 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 not going to happen instantaneously. There's been a lot of damage done here uh, with what's 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 happened. I think the number one, not, a top question that I'm getting right now is from people who are like, how about inflation in the future? You know, throwing down a trillion dollars here, a trillion dollars there, it adds up. It's more stimulus than we've ever had. It you know, it doubles, maybe it triples our deficit. Does that matter to us anymore, or is it just write the check? Um, as a man well, who has kids, I, I don't have an answer. Right. You know, um, I was trying to explain a little bit of this to my, my 15-year-old daughter last night in terms of kind of how, you know, her future and her, her kids' futures are being mortgaged right now. Um, but, you know, having said that, uh, you know, the I, textbook, you know, perspective would be, yeah, you should see, you know, uh, quite a bit of inflation, you know, down the road. But, um, 
But I hearken back to the same argument that was put out there with, um, you know, when the Fed started QE during the financial crisis uh, and, and the inflation that everyone expected to come uh, didn't come in an in a aggregate way, right? There was clearly, you know, uh, depending on one's needs and situation, you know, I don't, I don't think anyone would say that there has not been inflation on the healthcare side of things, right? But from from the aggregate standpoint, you know, inflation has been fairly well subdued despite all of that stimulus that came into the picture following the financial crisis. But obviously, uh, we've stepped things up even more here, and um, and you would have to think that. Or at least be concerned about that prospect of um, significantly higher inflation down the road. But, but for right now, uh, given the situation, uh, it really is one of those dire situations where I think where you you, you write the check and then you, you try to work your butt off um, in the future to to get things back under control. Is there anything else that you're working on? Because these are times when I want to hear more about you and less about me. Um, anything that you're concerned on, anything you're working on, anything we should be looking out for? Obviously, we're not going to get the first Friday of the month for a couple Fridays. Jobs numbers, um, that's the big one for me. How about for you? Well, yeah, jobs numbers, the, so the initial claims report's coming out tomorrow, and um, I'm very interested to see kind of how the the market does react to what's not going to be a very pretty number. And, uh, and not just to tomorrow's initial claims data, but but the initial claims reports in the ensuing weeks because, you know, initial claims are a leading indicator. Um, there'll be a coincident indicator here that, you know, clearly give a sense that things are really bad out there because of what's going on. Um, but ultimately, if, you know, people, if consumers are worried, don't have a job or worried about losing their job, they're not going to be spending, you know, as freely. And that that's something that will defer the economic recovery. Um, obviously, as we talked about, Congress is trying to do some things here that can help bridge that divide and some of the income loss. Um, but uh, but the trend in initial claims, I think, in suing months is going to really give some sense to how quickly this economy might be able to bounce back from, from this very terrible uh, situation. We only have about a minute, but what do you think are some of the positives coming out of this? For instance, I think video conferencing with children and their teachers and video conferencing with workers and their bosses seems to be a long-term positive. Uh, video conference between me and my doctor. Anything that you're seeing positive out there? Coming out of this, well, yeah, I would hope maybe one one positive, just uh, you know, is is that people realize that there there is more to life than just going out to to eat at a restaurant. Right? <laughs> um, family, <laughs> you know, family uh, family is really important. Um, uh, I know not everyone has the, the the ideal family situation, but you know, it's times like this where you uh, hopefully can can appreciate those who are closest to you and and come stronger out of this as a family unit or, or as, uh, you know, with your friends uh, who you might be having to, you know, have your happy hour via Zoom video with. But um, so from a personal standpoint, you know, there might be some some good things coming out of that as, as we learn that, that we really do need each other and it's, and it's good to be uh, communicating with one another uh, directly as opposed to uh, via text. So, Sounds good. Um, it's Mr. So Patrick O'Hare. You can find him at briefing.com. That's briefing.com. I really dig his work at briefing.com. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Me and my neighbors are getting together for happy hours six feet apart. That's what we're doing. We'll talk soon. I'm Rob Black. 
Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. I'm doing the best I can at this point in time to give you good, honest, fair information. I know there's a lot of people who are really fearful. Am I still involved in the stock market? Absolutely. Have I panicked to the tune of anything over 5 10%? No. I'm more of a 2%er. But then again, like I said, last year at the end of the year, I did some rebalancing. I do it on a regular basis. I do it on an almost religious basis. You know, you wash your hands three times a day, religiously. I kind of rebalance three times a year, two times a year. Whatever it is, is the number that works for you. I think it's super, super important to have some sort of plan when it comes to investing. Uh, taking a look at the stock market today, it's it's not the best day ever, but we're kind of going for, was yesterday a one-night stand, or do I get you for two? And don't go in the gutter with one-night stand. Go to like a comedian who's doing a one-night stand. Does he just stay for Friday, or does he stay for Friday and Saturday, too? We're seeing if the markets can do that. The stimulus deal doesn't crazily excite me. Um, it would be tough, too. I think if you did not hear the interview with Patrick O'Hara at briefing.com, I think he did a nice job. Uh, one unfortunate is I think that I found a guy who thinks a lot like me. So we don't fight a lot on the show. He's on every Wednesday at 730. And I tend to be in more agreement than less agreement. I also like the people who disagree within reason. I don't like people who fight just to fight. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Fired Americans, speaking of fired and fighting, they're sending unemployment websites crashing. That's pretty telling. Thursdays of every uh, week, every month, um, we get our first-time unemployment claims. It's going to be big. In the last 10 days, I clearly know at least three small businesses have let go all of their employees, except for the, the owners. Boeing's up 20% now. Holy mackerel. Up 25 bucks to $153 a share. Chevron Texaco up 3%. So Boeing, a distressed financial company, getting part of the bailout, a distressed financially speaking company, not a financial company. Um, Chevron, an oil company, not, not quite rocking as much. And they've been beaten up just as much, as not just as much as Boeing, but to a large degree, pretty bad. Tesla has fallen from $900 a share to like $480 the other day. Now it's at $530, up 6%. So this is a market rebound of some are getting a little bit more generous, some are getting a little less. The S&P 500 is barely up. The Nasdaq's down 40 The S&P Dow Jones Industrial Average up 353 but a lot of that is, is Boeing. So a lot of the downside on the Dow Jones Industrial Average in the last month has been Boeing. A lot of the upside right now is going to be Boeing. It's, so it's not as bad. It wasn't as bad as you thought on the way down. But unless you bought it, it's not going to be as good on the way up either, right? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I think a big winner out of all of this video conferencing, and I said that with Patrick O'Hare just a second ago, I think more and more people are you know, saying it's okay to call my friend on the video chat. And he 
countered with, I think more and more people are going to be nice to each other and get to know each other. And I'm like, ah, fat chance on that. We'll go back to our untidy ways the moment we can. Less is more. I told you the happiest day of my life was when gas pumps uh, let you pay at the pump. And now I'm just so thankful you have the credit card that you can just tap at the register. I'm like all about that. I don't know if you are, but I'm all about that. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. Um, I, I don't think the stimulus package details are going to mean a hell of beans to you, so I'm not going to break those down. But the White House and Senate struck a deal late last night on an historic $2 trillion coronavirus stimulus bill. I think the most interesting note inside of it is that Donald Trump's hotels aren't allowed to get any of the money, which strikes me as just bitter or something along those lines, because there are maids and waiters and bartenders and managers and reception people that are affected, too. But let him do it with his own money, I guess. I don't know what Congress is trying to say there. 72-year-old Arnold Schwarzenegger is working out at home. I dig that. That's a good story. As we age, we need to be in better shape because if you didn't do it from zero to 60, you better do it from 60 to 100. Last thing you want to do is be an old man with pain. U.S. is urging Saudi Arabia to raise the price of oil. No, to rise to the occasion in its oil price war with Russia. So maybe raise the price of oil. So during the middle of all this coronavirus pandemic issue, China, not China, it could have been China in my head. No, you, uh, Saudi and Russia started saying, you know, anything you could do, I can do better. Saying, we're going to pump oil. Oh, no, we're going to pump more oil. Oh, we're going to cut prices. Oh, no, we're going to cut prices even more. Um, a weird time to get into a trillion-dollar fight when the world economies are struggling due to a trillion-dollar virus. So Secretary Mike Pompeo is asking the crown prince to you know, maintain some stability in the global energy markets. Oil at $26 a barrel, we're going to look back on and go, that's too low. The Dow, 50, 40% from its all-time highs, we're going to look back on and we're going to say, that's too low. This is going to pass. The stimulus is there within reason. The Federal Reserve has done their job. We've canceled events out to July, the Olympics. So we seem to be saying, let's limit this within reason. Oh, yeah, we're still going to see record number of deaths next week. Don't, don't doubt the bad news is still there. You can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. Do we get two in a row is the big question of the day. It would be nice to see. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial.